All right, episode one. Let's do this. I'm excited. All right, this is uh, this is can't teach height. This is Dave. This is Kale. And I guess this was really originally my idea to start a podcast with a big group of people, but you're the one who came up with the idea for the show. So do you want to give the the quick background? Yeah. Uh, so Dave and I are best friends that live in different cities. Well, and- not not best friends, but. I don't know. Loosely acquainted. Yeah, he's all right. But uh, we send each other or te- via text or email what, or what have you a lot of like articles or random musings and thoughts with some consistency. And so the idea I had that was that once a week we would kind of get together, connect and record while one of us teaches the other something new. So you can't teach height, but hopefully we can teach each other random topics of our own choosing and See where it goes. And I thought Can't Teach Height was a perfect name for it because for any basketball fans, well, let's just get this part out of the way. Nobody's listening to this fucking podcast. So maybe my dad and maybe your dad. So for two basketball fans out there, you can't teach height, but hopefully we can learn something once a week that is interesting enough to teach the other person. I'm in. Teach me. Teach you. Um, so before we get started... I somehow I've adopted the uh, the host on this show. I have no idea why. It's just I, it's my computer, so that's what we're doing. Um, who are you modeling your podcast game after? Me, because uh, I am very clearly trying to be Zach Lowe. You're yeah, you're totally Zach Lowe right now. I don't know. I think I really like the the crooked uh, media Pod Save America dudes. So maybe I can try to be like one of them. I. I I guess I'll have to see. Well, this is the time where Zach Lowe would say something along the lines of, we need more people focused on trying to save America. So, great stuff. Okay, so today we, for our very exciting premiere episode, um, we're going to be talking about making money on Instagram. So, it's a quick background again. Social. Uh, got to be good on the social. Mo- mobile, social, and... Global. Now we're going local now. Um <laughs> For a quick background for, again, our, our probably two listeners out there. So I work at Bleacher Report. One of the things that I spend a lot of time thinking about is how to make money in different ways. Um, on a personal level, I am 100% addicted to Instagram. So if through the confluence of those two uh, forcing functions, if you will, um, I've thought a lot about how to make money in Instagram. And currently, my net worth from Instagram is zero. Yours? Yeah, mine is definitely zero dollars and a lot of wasted time. Yeah, that's a great point. Opportunity cost of time. So um, hopefully this is the start of something big. We yeah. look back on this episode as... We'll become Instagram meme stars or something. Yeah, because everybody knows podcasts are the big thing on Instagram. I'm trying to make bank, bro. <laughs> so as a quick background, um, as I launch into teaching you about making money on Instagram. So different social platforms have different ways of making money. Obviously Facebook and Twitter have been around for a lot longer than Instagram. Um, Facebook, especially you can't monetize similar to to Instagram. You can't get paid by those platforms um, to post content, but Facebook and Twitter are a little bit smarter than Instagram, not smarter, but more advanced at sort of sniffing out ads. So there's a real risk that a 
publisher or an individual runs of posting a lot of advertising content on Facebook and trying to do it quote unquote illegally um, because you get sniffed out and you get labeled essentially an advertiser as opposed to a, a content uh, account. Got and it. So, they're, so, so like if a really famous person starts just promoting different brands or what have you, they get li- those, those posts get labeled as ads. Okay. Um, and if you don't properly label them as an ad, Facebook comes after you and um, then it's, you know, the end of the world. Um, so does, that's, does Facebook try to take any cut of them? Like it depends. And there's all sorts of complications there. Um, yeah, it varies a lot. YouTube is another one. YouTube's a little bit of a different model where traditionally if a video goes big enough, they'll take a revenue share of the video, um, by putting essentially what's called programmatic advertising on it. So you're not going out and pitching one individual brand to run a pre-roll before the video starts, but it just kind of happens programmatically. Um, and YouTube takes a, a share and the user who generated, who, who uploaded the content takes a share. Is YouTube, is YouTube the one working with advertisers to determine which ads go on a certain video or are there instances where like for a Vivo music video, is Vivo working with advertising? I think if you get to be a big, that's a really good question. I think if you get to be a really big account, maybe you have more say mm-hmm. because you're working with certain brands and not others. Like Vivo could be in bed with Coke and want nothing to do with Pepsi. Very hot right now to very, want nothing to do with Pepsi. Puts out though. Yeah. Very hot right now to want nothing to do with Pepsi. Um, so it's possible if you get to be that big, but if it's just... You know, someone who uploads a viral video of a, you know, a cat jumping over a something. Um, it's just, it, it's, it's all YouTube. Got it. Uh, there's Snapchat, which they work very directly with publishers. So you get to be the size of Bleacher Report or the New York Times or somebody else. And all of a sudden you can have a channel in there. Um, but for an average Joe like you or me, or even if you or I got to, you know, built up a really big following, um, they don't do a ton to help monetize. I will say there are exceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ Khaled, most notably, yeah. like got basically reemerged thanks to Snapchat. Um, so there are some exceptions. And Snapchat's is, I'm sure their model is so much more nascent that they're like testing out different ways to monetize and work with advertisers. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but what we're going to talk about is Instagram. So Instagram is a little bit more like Facebook and Twitter insofar as you're not getting paid by Instagram to post anything. Um, but it's also a little bit more like Snapchat insofar as the rules aren't as hard and fast. Um, and there isn't necessarily sort of a determined currency out there. And so some interesting personalities have arisen mm-hmm. um, who have essentially set the, set the tone Set the tone. Um, set the tone for kind of the rest of the space. So first thing I want to talk about, or, or I'll, I'll kind of run through the three buckets, and then we'll I'll dive through, and you can can ask questions along the way. So number one, first thing I wanted to talk about was building scale, because obviously, if you have a hundred followers, that's meaningless from a monetization standpoint. Um, the second thing I'll talk about is posting ads for other people's products or content, um, and using that as a way to make money directly with them. Um, and then number three is sort of the next step of that, which is creating and selling your own ads or products. Okay. I'm in. We're going to do this? We're going to do this. Cool. Five minutes in, we have an aborted plan. I like it. 
So the first thing, building scale. Um, just followers. That's what it means, right? Scale is followers. That's right. So uh, I have 400 followers on Instagram, 300, I don't know. You probably have something similar. After this episode. After, after this episode, it's going to be a million. Um, but, you know, major brands or major celebrities, I mean, Kendall Jenner, I can only imagine, um, you know, we're in the tens of millions, probably, probably many more than that. Um, and so they have the, uh, the reach that appeals to an advertiser. It's, it's very similar to how uh, digital advertising works where a site needs to be of a certain size and scale before an advertiser becomes inter interested. Um, the easiest way to build up an account is to already have a big account. And one of the, obviously, yeah. right? I'm not teaching you much yet. Yeah. Um, the best way to get famous is to already be famous. <laughs> <laughs> one of the kind of dirty secrets of Instagram is that a lot of the quote unquote meme fights or... Um, people tagging people, you know, accounts tagging accounts. It's often the same person. So it runs a bunch of accounts. Exactly. So it'll be one person that starts one that gets big. Um, the case that I'll use is Fuck Jerry, which is a guy named Elliot who lives in New York, who now runs a company called Jerry Media, I think. I think it might be called Fuck Jerry Media. They could be Fuck Jerry Media. Um, and they have a bunch of accounts. I mean, there's Fuck Jerry, there's Fuck Jerry TV. But then they run things that you may have heard of, like at pizza and at Kanye doing things and at sneakers. First rule of creating a podcast, silence your goddamn phone. That's on me. Rookie mistake. <laughs> Rookie mistake. Unsubscribe now. Anybody, we don't know what we're doing. Anybody that we thought we had, we now lost. So um, anyways, so... so if you scroll through Fuck Jerry's posts, it'll be, you know, reposting of something that at pizza posted or even getting mad, you know, Instagram mad in your in your um, caption at, you know, Kanye doing things post the best or the worst or the something. But the, it's an opportunity to mention them. Mm -hmm. And so that's I mean, obviously, that's the easiest way uh, to use a Bleacher Report example. We have our main account, which is has about 4 million followers right now. Um, but then we've built up side accounts, BR Kicks, BR Hoops. Um, BR Kicks we built up from obviously zero followers about a year ago to I think close to 300,000 now, all off the back of, you know, oh, I found this thing on BR Kicks, you should mm -hmm. follow it, and reposting back and forth and back and forth. So if you aren't connected to, because like these, these are almost business networks, they become business networks. Fuck Jerry. Like for random person X who has a few hundred followers and has been using Instagram for a few years. Yep. What other like strategies exist to try to build up a substantial follower base? Yeah, so that's the big question, right? You make the joke, which is which is spot on of the best way to be famous. Become famous is to already be famous. Um I would say the, the couple ways that I've seen accounts really grow from, from scratch involve capitalizing on trends and then building a voice that is either unique or that resonates um, with a certain set of a certain population and then kind of grows from there. So a couple of um, a couple of examples, there are individuals, right? Like just like you or me who 
basically watch the news and pay attention to trends and pay attention to Twitter. Um, think of things that are trending, either that they aren't able to plan for or that uh, they know are going to happen. One example that comes to mind is there, I'm a big Seinfeld fan, uh, as you know, mm-hmm. and there are a couple sort of Seinfeld joke accounts. One's called Seinfeld 2000, one is called Daily Seinfeld, um, and they both, in their individual ways, do a good job of um, playing off things in the news. So uh, they'll watch the Oscars, and everyone will talk, I didn't watch the Oscars, but everyone's talking about Chance winning winning Grammys, um, or everyone's talking about... With the Oscars. Sure. Sorry, the Grammys, I mean. See, I didn't watch the Grammys either. Um, and they'll post something that is in their voice, so is Seinfeld related, and is kind of like an insider joke um, to their audience, but is also relevant to the times. So most recently, um, as I think you showed me, funny enough, there was the Kendall Jenner, Kylie Jenner? Ken, I think Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner? The Pepsi thing? The Pepsi thing. So this horrible tone-deaf ad comes out a few days ago with Pepsi. The internet goes crazy about it. Um, there's all this backlash. And all of a sudden you see all of these Instagram accounts kind of taking the news and twisting it in their way. Um, so it's not just kind of posting, yes, this thing happened and now... Kendall, Kylie, whoever at the hell uh, is like blacklisted on social media or whatever, um, but it's them, cap, you know, playing on it in a way that that speaks to their to their voice. Um, the other the other strategy, so aside from kind of scouring Twitter and just paying attention to the news, is there are all sorts of these third party. I don't know to what extent these individual handles use them, but are, there are all sorts of these third party like virality tracker uh, tools. So one that we use um, that actually just got acquired by Facebook, we being Bleacher Report, um, got acquired by Facebook a few months ago is CrowdTangle. And what Crowd, CrowdTangle? CrowdTangle, yeah. And what CrowdTangle allows you to do is pay attention to posts that are overperforming relative to their follower base. So, you know, Kale posts once every two weeks and you usually get 100 likes. And then all of a sudden you post something that is that gets 150 likes, it would pick up, I mean, obviously on a much bigger scale, but it would mm-hmm. pick that up in its algorithm and say, like, this is overperforming relative to its base, um, or there are a lot of people posting about this term or this person, um, there's something there. And so, I believe you I mean, that's one of the ways that we decide what content to cover. It's like, we, that's how we're following the news is through this kind of crowdsourced sense of what's, what's popping and what's like people searching for or liking or yep. commenting on that kind of stuff. Exactly. Um, and so I have to imagine that a lot of these accounts that are accounts that are trying to build themselves up from scratch are doing something very similar where, um, they're either probably not to, to the same extent, right? We have a whole team of people working on this, um, but they're paying attention to what's going on in the news and then trying to spin that in a way that makes sense to them. One thing that's interesting to me with a lot of these Instagram accounts is just like thinking about kind of the different genres of, I don't know, explosive Instagram accounts. So like Bleach Report bought House of Highlights, which is like basketball and sports clips. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of like 
the sports or, or maybe live event Instagram accounts. And then there's so many of the humorous ones, whether it's memes or like, I don't know. Sure. Other like Seinfeld riffs and stuff like that. And then there's, I would assume there's like some news oriented ones. There's tons of travel oriented ones. Yeah. The biggest Instagram account, meaning like the, the one that is most heavily interacted is National Geographic. National. So where, if I'm starting a, uh, like an Instagram account today and I want to try to make it blow up where you're almost like have to invest in like your voice and kind of your content angle. Yep. Which areas do you think are the least, uh, I don't know. Populated? Least, least populated. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good question. I think, I think it's possible to, it's hard. It's really hard, right? Like I don't think I could do it tomorrow. Yeah. I'm not saying I have a strategy, but, um, I don't think there's any one vertical that's kind of oversaturated, except for probably news. Like, I don't think you're going to take away someone, someone who wants to follow news by following CNN on Instagram. I don't think they're then going to follow, you know, at hummus lover or something and, and get their world news from that. Um, but I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think there's a, there's no rhyme or reason to why the certain accounts have blown up or why these people have become big personalities. At fake news. At fake news, yeah. I'm sure that's taken. There's, there's much too much of that already. Um, so, you know, building scale is obviously not uh, the easiest thing to do. Um, but let's assume you've built it, right? You've got a million followers or five million followers. So the what, what typically is like the minimum threshold before you would get like any interest whatsoever, even at a super small dollar value? So House of Highlights, which is the account that Bleacher Report acquired and was started by just a 21-year-old college kid. Um, he's a senior in college who followed the NBA and other sports and just you know wanted to try to build up a, a voice on this channel. Um, and did it in a really, really smart way and, and had a kind of a really authentic, engaging voice. Um, he was making money with fewer than a million followers, but I think that's rare. I would say to make real significant money, like this is going to be your business type money. Um, I think we're talking multiple millions. I'm sure that floor is just increasing with time as Instagram has been around and like has yep. a broader adoption and more accounts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as it's becoming sort of legitimized, right? The first couple times I saw a, an ad on Instagram, not an Instagram pushed ad, like a sponsored post. I'm talking about, you know, whoever trying to sell me their shitty iPhone case. Mm -hmm. um, I was very turned off by it. and was like, this doesn't fit here. This What, what is this? But now all of a sudden, my, you know, I just glaze over it and it's like an ad anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so the first way, I mean, kind of the easiest way for someone with scale on Instagram to turn that into money, turn that into dollars, is um, by either posting, number one, someone else's content, product, something, or by, number two, linking to their account. So posting products, um, like I mentioned, House of Highlights, this guy was just posting, you know, it would be real content, real content, real content, then buy this iPhone case, and you'd get paid, you know, a small chunk of money um, for that, but if you do it enough times and you do it 
to enough people, then all of a sudden you're you're cobbling together enough money to, to make a legitimate business. And is it usually sufficient to just put it in the comments or like does it need no, to it would be, be incorporated it would, into the picture? So for him, itself? I mean, again, it was just one individual. So I actually think it's a pretty good representative idea. Um, it would be, you know, con real content, meaning the highlight of the NBA. And then his next post would be a picture of an iPhone case. And it had some sports theme to it, right? It was like an iPhone case with Steph Curry on the background. So it didn't seem completely out of um, out of touch or out of voice. But then his comment would be, or his caption would be, you know, hey, get a great deal, or here's a, pro a product code or a promo code. Um, you know, some reason for, for his followers to care. And he would just get paid I mean, all of these accounts just get paid on a per-post basis. It's not on a how many people actually convert and buy the product using that code or anything like that. Got it. Yeah, I was I was waiting for the, the point in time when I should start asking about like the key metrics that are being like analyzed here. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak to what it what this iPhone case distributor is looking is looking at to say like yes, this worked or no, this didn't work, but. Um, the bets that they're making, I mean, we're talking about five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars a piece. Um, fuck Jerry makes something like thirty or thirty-five thousand dollars a post, but he's got twelve million followers. Mm -hmm. So what that thirty million, what that thirty thousand dollars gets you is a post that will say, you know, uh, maybe it's him and at pizza are posting something about Domino's. Um, and saying like, oh man, when, like when you're hungover and the Domino's guy arrives and he becomes your best friend or something, mm -hmm. yeah, you can imagine them posting something like that. And it happens to say at Domino's in there, all of a sudden that's a sponsored post. Got it. If coming from the perspective of the advertiser, if I'm Domino's in that situation and just thinking about like, I'm sure for the most part, especially a big company like that, they, they have a fixed amount of advertising dollars to spend. Yeah. So if they decide to spend an extra $30,000 on Instagram, where is that money typically coming from? Is it like, who is in, who is an Instagram star competing against? Is it like television advertising? Is it print? Like how does yeah. that work? I mean, it varies by advertiser, but let's say, um, a major, major company, right? Like Domino's. We're talking tens, hundreds of millions of dollars in advertising every single year, if not billions, um, depending on the scale of the company. So the vast majority of those dollars always go to TV for, for an advertiser of that size, just because that's the most expensive medium. And then depending on their priorities, you'll have some split between digital and print and now kind of the, the new channel is social. Mm -hmm. um, and so these buys are much cheaper, like $35,000 is chump change relative to, I mean, the, the numbers tossed around for uh, airtime on TV, like during an event, like during the Super Bowl, um, Domino's would be paying $5 million or more for a 30-second ad spot, 20-second ad spot, something like that. Instead, they can pay $30,000 for a bunch of you know, hungry football fans to see an Instagram post during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of the value proposition and the budget that's going towards 
paying fuck Jerry $30,000 a post is still many millions of dollars probably that's divided up across different social channels. Um, the, the other, the other related one is around linking to other people's accounts. So I've seen some companies basically, the the funny thing is, I know all of these guys, all these personalities have relationships with one another. Mm -hmm. Like they know each other either through comments or direct messages or they just get to know one another, right? Like they're aware of their competition. Do they have an industry conference? I don't think so, but that would be hilarious. <laughs> get like the fat Jewish and fuck Jerry together in a room. And I'm sure they're the most awkward people in the world, but uh, that would be hilarious. They're, they're just businessmen. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times, you know, if someone's trying to start something from scratch or it's in a new vertical that they don't know much about, uh, they will go find a publisher or another big individual account and use them, essentially pay them to link to their account enough or repost their content enough to help build up their following. Got so it. I've seen this recently. I don't. I actually don't know if um, they're getting paid for it or not, but there's a company called Bustle, which is kind of women's lifestyle um, content. They're out in New York and they're constantly, like their Instagram channel is, if I would guess, 80% um, other people's or other companies' content. They're like constantly reposting BuzzFeed or uh, My Therapist Says, which is just an account, or mm -hmm. you know, they've got all of these accounts, Elite Daily, like all of these either media companies or individuals. Um, and I, I'm guessing, I don't know for a fact, uh, that they've set up some system where they're able to monetize these kind of user-generated, quote-unquote user-generated posts. Which so I think is an interesting one. That's pretty crazy because then it's like uh, Instagram accounts presumably paying one another yep. for promotional, like promotion. And then in theory, like if that means that both of those accounts end up getting more advertising dollars from outside companies, it's kind of like... It's a win-win. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, I would be, I would be so, I would love to be a fly on the wall for a conversation between, you know, Daquan and the he's fat an, Jewish. An yeah. That's an account, yeah. right? Um, I don't know what these, what these people's names are, but, you know, what are they interested in? Like, do they think this is going to be the thing that gets them rich and helps them buy a mansion? Or is this like something they're doing on the side while they're in college? I, I truly have no idea. Well, that's the other thing too, is like, at least correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like a lot of these accounts that are maybe more geared around a specific person, not only are they getting advertising dollars for their Instagram posts, but then they like the fat Jewish gets asked to like promote parties at clubs yep. and, you know, probably is going to release a book or something like that. Yep. Like there are these other revenue streams that are unrelated to Instagram, but are kind of capitalizing on his, uh, to his fame yep. so it's actually a perfect transition to the last bucket it's almost like you read these notes ahead of time yet I didn't yet for the record I'm looking at them and Kale is not um, the next transition which I think is the most interesting one and you, you kind of you're, you're able to own more of the pie is going and like creating something yourself whether it's an event or 
So a couple of examples, the Fat Jewish, this is his second year of launching a rosé, like a, he built a rosé brand mm-hmm. um, called Skinny White Girl or something, White Girl, White Girl Rosé. I, I know what you're you talking, know what I'm about, talking about, but I, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not the target audience. Exactly, nor am I. <laughs> um, although I do love a good rosé on a hot day. Uh, fuck Jerry made this, made this board game called What Do You Meme? which is a, one of the top-selling board games on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I would actually, yeah. Um, it's it's essentially Cards Against Humanity, but with oh, memes. Oh, yeah, I actually have seen that. You've either seen posts, probably, or I've actually played the game. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, but he essentially capitalized on this thing that was a meme that he helped start or, or turn viral and built it into a product, right? No one, there's no um, legal issues with, using the word meme or using these like stock photos, which, which have become memes. Um, so he's able to turn that into a board game and I think it's actually doing pretty well. I wonder how often these meme accounts get sued for trade right inf- or, or copyright infringement. So that's actually, that's one that I thought about including in here. There's a whole nother bucket of companies that make money off of buying user generated content, like buying small, small videos for a hundred bucks, 200 bucks and then waiting for them to go viral and get reposted, and then suing uh, the companies that repost them, or yeah. the, the handles that repost them. There's this whole, um, there's this company down in LA called Jukin Media, which is, I mean, it's not what they specialize in, but they do a lot of takedown notices, because they buy up, you know, they have this whole algorithm, the whole team of people that's looking for videos that have viral potential, and you know, you're just a guy, right? And you take a video of your friend skateboarding and falling and you post it to your 400 fans. And like, you don't know if it's gonna, if it has viral potential, if it doesn't have, like you don't know if that's worth $0 or $100 or, but you're thrilled to get like a call from a legitimate company to say, I'll give you $100 for the ownership of this video. Mm-hmm. Right, that you had no intention of making money off of in the first place. There are all sorts of things like that floating around the internet. So this company buys them up for a hundred bucks, thousand bucks, whatever it costs, and then helps propel them to virality. Every other account out there posts them, and kind of like show me the money. Yeah, exactly. I wonder, like, if if I post like a viral video and I accidentally have music playing, like. Yeah, you know, Coldplay on in the background. Yeah, and, and I end up making money off of it. I'm assuming I then owe like royalties and like things like that. It's not royalties. It's like you have "Fix You On" in the background, and should obviously be the song playing. Yeah, and they'll like Coldplay's business label, whatever it is, will send you a takedown notice. That's got to be so hard for them to monitor. I'm sure there must be like products that help them. It is hard to monitor, and that's why a lot of these accounts that are still small or still kind of privately owned, it's just a person, are able to get away with it, right? Like no one's scouring Instagram for any person filming their TV with NBA highlights and posting that. But like legally, you can't post NBA highlights. You or I or anybody else that doesn't have official rights from the NBA can't just post a video of their TV playing the game but all sorts of people do it right there are all sorts of fake um streams out there but if you get big enough 
then some company's going to come out and try to yeah. try to make some money off you. It seems like the last way to make money is by like legitimately getting acquired by a larger media company. Like you Bleacher reported for House of Highlights, like I'm sure I, I don't know enough about the landscape to know, but I'm sure it's happened in a number of other cases. Yeah. Like I guess how prevalent is that and what kind of what like how much money is involved in something like that? So um I don't know how prevalent it is. I don't think it's very prevalent. When Bleacher Report went through the the process of acquiring House of Highlights, it was less of a, first of all, there was no market for this, so there's no standard. Um, and we had to be very, um, we hired the person who runs the account. Mm -hmm. So he's an employee at the company. Um, he continues to run the account. So it, it was almost like bringing them in under the network as opposed to saying we want the, the name of this account and we want nothing to do with you, the individual. I think that would have been a lot messier if that were the case. But yeah. this kid's great. I mean, he's got a better voice than we do, arguably. So, like, yeah. we, we absolutely want him. Um, but I don't – yeah, to answer your question, like, I don't think it's very all that prevalent. But if – you know, BuzzFeed wanted to go out and buy Fuck Jerry mm -hmm. and his whole media company. Like, we're talking about multiple millions of dollars. Yeah, I would imagine it would be multiple millions, if not, like, over 10 million. Right. For all of those accounts and all of those followers and his voice and, his, and those brands. And, like, I mean, I, I think that's, I think Jerry Media, I'm making up numbers completely, but I'm talking probably 15, 20 million dollar, uh, business yeah which is pretty impressive that's awesome i would love to have a business that size so i think that's that's actually probably a good way to wrap which is what the hell instagram account are we going to start i've got an idea all right so little known fact michael jordan was inducted into the hall of fame a few years ago and he started crying no really when he was giving his speech okay and he made this really funny face and i think we could like capture that take that and turn it into something you think hilarious. yeah on social media huh i never knew that yeah <laughs> we could call it the uh you know like sad michael jordan face or something yeah or like like crying jordan meme or something like that yeah that's like at least a 10 to 15 million that's 10 to <laughs> take an idea that's been out there for three years and turn that into 10 to 15 million dollars that's how it's done well i learned i'm glad you learned this was fun this was really fun. We should do this Great again. conversation. We'll do this again next week. You have my information. Yeah. Well, now you have all my information, and you have a week to go learn something, and I have, I have two weeks to learn something else. This is going to be terrible. All right, well. Great stuff. We did it. Tight. Yeah, can't go too us. Tight. Go us. This is Kale and Dave signing off.